All right, welcome into another edition of Catching Up with Tommy Mac Podcast here on 1010XL's podcast platform at 1010XL.com. Of course, on Facebook, 1010XL's Facebook page. Hello, Facebook. And we're streaming on the relevant app to group messaging, chat app with live real-time conversations via our podcasting and interactive chat platform, One Touch Technology. It's absolutely phenomenal. If you haven't checked it out, highly uh Recommend you do. It's a free download and you get it at the Apple Store or on Google Play. I would like to officially say and welcome in a sponsor to the podcast. It's Goodfellas Cigar Lounge. Make sure you check them out. Goodfellasjacks.com. Located on, on uh, St. John's Bluff Road. I've been there a few times now. It reminds me of old Chicago. It reminds me of like a jazz blues. Now, granted, it's a cigar lounge. They got live entertainment. They got drink specials. They got a pool table. It is top of the line. And you don't feel like you're in a cigar bar. You're just in a big lounge that allows smoking, basically. And, man, it's a lot of fun. Just south of Beach Boulevard on the east side of St. John's Bluff Road. Make sure you check out uh, Goodfellas Cigar Lounge memberships, live music, great nights out. Open till 2 a.m. on Friday and Saturday. It's a kick-ass place. And by the way, the owner, my friend Scott, this is his hat. He's got the same head size as I do. He's like, you got to try on my hat. I did. He's like, oh, bro, you got to wear the hat. I'm like, really? He's like, yeah, I got a ton more. You keep that one. So thank you, Scott. Appreciate it. But great to have Goodfellas Cigar Lounge here on Catching Up with Tommy Mack. What up, Graham? How you doing, dude? I'm good, man. How How's are you? How's life treating you? Not too bad. Not too bad? Even better now that I've heard of Goodfellow Cigar Lounge to come take my buddies and hang out. You got to check it out. No, it's cool. Absolutely. It's cool, man. It's, uh, it's, uh, it's good. It, they got some great, I don't, great talent there. I don't smoke enough cigars because I yeah. love cigars, yeah. but I love cigars. You know what's funny? I don't love smoke them. cigars at all. I, I don't really? go there to smoke the cigar, but you can get a great membership there. They got lockers. They got all types of stuff. I mean, but I love the atmosphere. It's cool. I, cool place. I've probably only smoked cigars maybe... Probably less than 10 times in my yeah, life. Yeah. But every time I've done it, phenomenal. I've loved it every yeah, time. Yeah, I like dipping it in a little cognac and then sucking and smoking <laughs> at the same time. You know, kill two birds with one stone. Absolutely. Kind of but uh, yeah, definitely check them out. They'll be open tonight till 2 a.m. You'll have a have a good time. I had my wife in there not too long ago. All right, we'll get into Jag stock in just a moment. Uh, look around the National Football League. Uh, you know, I got to start on. I'm not going to spend a lot of time on it. But I saw the podcast with Jalen Ramsey complaining about Coughlin. And, you know, look, Tom maybe didn't handle it the right way. I think that's fair to say. But I know this about Tom Coughlin. If you cared as much about winning as a team as he did and not about winning as an individual, there would have never been a problem. You want to drive up in a Brinks truck and act like an ass? You know what I mean? And that's what it was. It was stupid. You cared more about uh, your, yourself, you know, your individual success more than the team. It, it trickulated to other guys on the team. It Again, Tom could have handled some things better, but for Jalen Ramsey to sit there and complain that Tom Coffin didn't want a relationship, that's a bunch of crap. He wanted a relationship with a young man that was committed to winning, not just committed to his brand and, you know, all that stuff, but committing to the team winning. I love Jalen Ramsey as a player. I wouldn't have let him walk out the door. I would not have. I would have figured, I would have paid him early. I would have just paid him early and said, you know what? You're that good. I don't care. After your second year, I see how good you are. Here's your money. Whatever. Obviously, that didn't happen. Uh, Then Blake got his extension. That pissed him off. I, I get it. 
I just wouldn't have ever let that happen, but whatever. Crying about coughing still. It just shows what kind of a baby. You quit on your team. You just, I don't know. Maybe I shouldn't even have brought it up, but uh, to me, you just you sound like a little whiny baby when you do those things. I don't know what your problem is. Uh, again, great on the field, but uh, kind of, I don't know, a little weak off the field, I would I would imagine. Bobby Wagner to the Rams. You know, it's funny. It was, oh, he's 31. He can't play. The guy had 170 tackles last year. The guy's phenomenal. Oh, yeah. No, he could play. He's like one of the best linebackers still in the game. <laughs> He'll be bitching him. Oh, why, why would you give him that money? Hey, man, he's got a he's got a lot to do to make that money. Will he even play the five years? That would be 36, sure. maybe, if he can stay healthy. But are you kidding me? That guy's one of the most active, most prolific, most production uh, as an inside linebacker that you've seen. Ten years in the league, eight as a pro bowler. Eight. Including last year, for for me the question Seriously? is not why would you pay him all that money. I would absolutely pay him the money. Yeah. For me the question for the Rams is how. Well, you I let mean, Von dude. go, Von's out. You haven't resigned OBJ. You but, know but you still, restructured, but still you're paying Matt Stafford, you're paying Cooper Cup, you're paying Jalen Ramsey, you're paying Aaron Donald. Yep. Like you got some expensive deals. Well, dude. He, we just went over it on Jaguars today. Dempsey was saying he's like Arnold's at like tw- his cap this year twenty six mil. Ramsey, 23, Cooper Cup, 19, Stafford, 13, and then it goes to nine, and then it goes on from there. So yeah. they, they must fit it in somehow. <sighs> well, that's the thing. I mean, people see, oh, it's $50 million. It's not $50 million this year. No, yeah, that's, that's true. I mean, the that way they cap, his cap, we figured out, it's going to be like $7 million this year. You do that all day long. The Rams have been smart, too, because they've- You do it all day long for a guy A like lot that. of these big deals they've paid have been long deals. Yeah. And- Dude, with the cap, the with the cap going up each year the way it is in a couple years, yeah, these deals aren't going to be nearly as expensive as what they look like right now. Agreed. So that they are masters of manipulating yeah. the cap. They well, just paid Allen Robinson too. Yeah, you know how to do it. You you give them a low base salary. You give them this big signing bonus. Only part of the signing bonus counts for that particular year. It's based off the numbers, right? So you look at yep. you yep. look at uh, uh, Bobby Wagner, right? You pay him a mill, and then say his signing bonus is. I don't know. Say it's $25 million. Let's just say. I don't think it's that high, but let's just say it is. Over five years, that's five year mil a year on the cap. What's your cap for this year? $6 million. Right. You do it all day long for Easily. a player like that. Easily. You find a way. You can find a way, dude. Absolutely, way bro. No doubt. Malcolm Jenkins retires. Congrats, Malcolm. Great, great career. Uh, Philadelphia and the New Orleans Saints. 13 years. Just a great player. I would have loved to play with a guy like that. He was, he was all about football, man, and and uh, had a phenomenal career. Won a couple Super Bowls. Good for him. Jerry Jones, <laughs> Jerry, what you been doing, Jerry? Well, you know, I met this flight attendant way back when. Uh, he's got some interesting stuff happening with him, uh, with a daughter, I think, and he's been paying this daughter for years and years, and I don't know what's going on, but. Jerry Jones find himself a little extracurricular time, I guess. That was way back when, of course. But uh, I'm sure there's plenty of that out there in the National Football League amongst the owners who just came off their NFL owners meetings. Doug Peterson was down and was asked a couple things. You know, Peterson said something very interesting to me. Um, We're going base 3-4. We're staying base three four. Now they're gonna Mike Caldwell defense coordinator is gonna mix it up, uh different fronts and whatnot. 
uh, which tells you a lot, I think, because we're all worried about who are they going to take in the draft, who are they going to go with. I know who I'm taking, and it's Neil. I'm taking Neil. I think you look at him at his position, he's better at his position than Hutchinson is at his. Uh, Thibodeau, I'm, I'm a little in tr- I mean, he, you know, it's funny, too. Like, we're talking on the air, you know, like, Herbert coming out of Oregon, Thibodeau coming out of Oregon, both head cases, right? One's introverted. One doesn't. It's just like, this just seems weird. Like, why, why out of one school are you finding that? And they were wrong about Herbert. I mean, are you kidding me? You might have taken him number one. I could not have been Burrow. more wrong about Justin Herbert. Oh, they were totally wrong. Dude, I thought, I didn't think he'd be good at all. I, I thought because that draft, the two QBs were Tua and Herbert after Burrow. Burrow was going one, we all knew that, but Tua and Herbert yeah. were the next two guys. No, right. I would have taken Tua before Herbert yeah, I didn't like all that. day. Yeah. I could not have been more wrong. Yeah. That that's one where I'm just like, yep, no, I was wrong. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like not well, even close. You, you look at Herbert like you do Josh Allen. You know, when Josh Allen got drafted by the Bills, you're like, what? You know, look at all oh, the picks. And they got now destroyed like, for that draft. Oh yeah. Yep. Tell take Absolutely. Him all day long. And uh so they Look, if Thibodeau didn't have this so-called, you know, uh, he's a head case, you may take him number one. His upside is tremendous. And if you're going to play a 3-4, yeah. you put him outside of uh, Josh Allen here in the Jags, it's not too bad. It's not too bad. You know, I, I mentioned a couple weeks ago, Neil and then Jermaine Johnson. Well, word is Johnson's going to be gone. He's not yeah. going to be there. At 33. He's going top 20. Yeah. Top, yeah, 15. Top 15, top he's 20, seen yeah. Some, he's yep. seen a 14. Um, but nonetheless, uh, that was interesting. And then Arden Key uh, gets signed. One-year deal. Hey, you know what? The guy can play. He can play. You saw him on San Fran. Smaller guy, it's uh, 240 pounds, but is 6'5". Most of his sacks have come from inside. At six and a half last year, his best year. He's a young guy. I mean, he's still very, very young. I like it. Talk about that cap hit. Well, that's worth it there. Um, and how they structured that. He got a little bit up front, roster bonus, you know, workout bonus, light, you know, base salary. Um, are you still going to go after a passer? Yeah, you are. That doesn't change my mind there. I just, Hutchinson just concerns me. I don't, I don't, I don't see. I, I'm, Bucky Brooks says he's going to be dominating. I don't, I, don't see, I don't see that. I don't think he's got enough moves to be dominating. Now, could he develop moves? Yeah, could. But is he my 3-4 outside backer? Is my 3-4 DN? He's not big enough, really, to play that 3-4 DN, I don't think. I don't know. I'm going tackle. I just am. I, I Look, and, and okay, I know the Cam situation. Well, he didn't sign the tag yet. Do you, what if they get him to a three- or four-year deal? I'm still taking Neil. And I'll just say this. Why? Because I want the five best out there, period. And right now, we don't have a left guard. We got a left tackle. We got a right guard. Shatley, we believe, will be the center unless they draft someone younger. Uh, I like Lindstrom out of BC. I'm a little biased, but he is a very good player. You know, you got Scherf. Even if you drafted somebody at center, you'd have to think yeah, you'd keep Shatley, right away. let Shatley him develop. Can handle it. There's no doubt. Shatley a- may be similar to Kelsey. I'm telling you that. Peterson may look at him like that. You know, the, that kind of mobile type, you know, center that, that they like having. And then you got Scherf, and then you've got either Little or or Taylor. So what could it, so here here you're sitting there right so just say center's out of it unless you draft the center like Limbaum really high maybe he's your guy all of a sudden but let's just take center out of it right now would you not take either 
uh, Cam at left tackle, and either Neal or Little at left guard, Shatley, uh, Scherf, and then Neal or Little at right tackle. That's a pretty damn good offensive line to me, and I don't care about well, you don't you don't draft a guy to play guard. Well, I'm not. I'm drafting him because he's the best player in the draft, and I just love offensive linemen. That's that's why you draft him. And you know he's eventually going to play he's at the worst tackle. right tackle. Yeah, he's probably going to play left eventually. Well, right. think about this: what if what if little they meant little could play guard? Great, let him play guard. And there's nothing wrong with him playing guard as a second-round pick. You take guards in the second round all day long. So who cares? So it'd be interesting. I, I Look, again, let him compete. But I think you need to add. You need to add. I, and I got nothing against I like I like Ben. I think Ben Barch is a good player. I think uh, Will is a, is a fine player, too. But I want... I want them as my guys ready to be ready to go. As They're your depth piece. Ready, ready to go. I need I need something more at that left guard. I got the right guard. He's a mauler. I need another mauler. You know what I mean? And then if if whoever that tackle and guard combo is, man, that's you got something there. And then you can address the other positions. You know you can. I mean I don't know. You see uh, the kid from Georgia Walker look at, looking. Like they're, you never know with smoke screens. They're not mentioning Thibodeau, which tells me they're talking about him. They haven't, you know, they're not even talking about him. So who knows? It's going to be fun uh, either way. And we do have to get a receiver. You know, do you take him with 33? Um, I just, man, I don't know. Hutchinson, he just, he he worries me. And I don't think he's a 3 4. If anything, he's a 4 3 D end. You know, you line him up on the outside and, Maybe he gets up to 280. You know, maybe it's just a solid end for you, which I think he can be. But we're not looking for a run stuff in defensive end. We have one in Roy Robertson Harris. I mean, that guy, I'm taking him. I, lo- I love him. He's a great player. We need we need productivity in that backfield. And I just don't know if Hutchinson's got the goods to be a dominant force in the back. Thibodeau on the outside is a 3-4. Him and Key, you know, throwing Smoot. I think Jason, I look, I've been saying it for years, he's out of position. Move him inside. Move him. You can move him around, you know, but let him run some games with those defensive linemen up front, you know. He's not an outside guy. He's an inside guy. If you play a little 4-3, which it doesn't sound you're going to, but if you do, maybe he's a Sam. Jason's too athletic. He, he can run. He's bit, He likes to play. He's just not a pass rusher. And let's be honest, they forced him. So, never understood that. Well, he's got to play there. Like, what? You drafted a rookie to play a position that he never played before because Ngakwe took off. Like, that never made sense to me. Like, put him in his position where he's going to thrive. I didn't even know what he was doing for the first eight games of his rookie what, season. What made no, no sense? Idea. What made no sense to me there was that, by all accounts, what we've what we've heard about that whole deal. Yeah. Is they were in love with him yeah. before the draft. Yeah, there there were talks that if C.J. Henderson was gone at nine, they were going to take him at nine. Yeah, they loved him that much. Yeah. They loved him so much that the minute they drafted him, they wanted him to play something else. Right. To your point. No. Right. Makes no sense. No. Definitely. It, why would you be so in love with this guy right. that you're going to put him at a different never position? Never played that in the college. Has he never was always played off that. the line in the middle. And then you're going to refuse to put him anywhere else. Yep. And I, I, I completely agree with you. He's got too much speed and athleticism and size to not be on the field. You got to find the position for him, I think, and uh, and and make sure he's 
he's a part of that uh, rotation. Um, but, you know, look, it, if, I just think you solidify the O-line by drafting Neal. Then it's not as much. Is it a question mark still? Okay, because he's a rookie, I get it. But you mitigate that risk to me. He's he's going to be real. I think he could be special. I think he's that good. I, I do, mean, too. I, he's, he's got the feet. Now, they're not the best. A kid from North Carolina State's got incredible feet. But he's not as big. So I would rather have that length. I mean, the, <laughs> his arms are like two of mine together, you know. The length, the feet. The size, the nastiness that he has, and that makes that's you think. My guy, man, that's that, my guy. To me, that that makes me think he he is a tackle. I know he can play a guard. Okay, he's done it before, but, but you don't yeah. have the you have a luxury, right? Yeah, you do. Yeah, and if you can't work out something with Cam, and he won't sign the tag, then you now you, you got a left tackle. Yeah, there's your left yep. tackle. Yeah, Fine. I totally agree with you there. Fine, and then Little and. Jawan will figure out the right tackle, and then maybe we draft a guard in the center. I don't know. You know, you can look. If Barch is my left guard, I'm not sitting there going, "Oh, that's no." I'll be like, "All right, he's okay. We can make that work, right?" So it gives you, it gives you some options if you need them. You know, I would just hate for you to draft Hutchinson and then where do you play him? What's he gonna do? You know what I mean? I don't know. I don't know. I don't see him as this stand up pass rusher who's going to bend around that corner and get to the quarterback. I just He's not bull rushing anybody. His move of this, he does this. He grabs him, pulls him in. I mean, that's the old college move, right? Because you're just stronger than the guy. You just grab him, throw him. <laughs> I used to love that in high school when the guards would come out to block you. They'd be like 150 pounds. You'd be like, Ching, get out of here. <laughs> what are you doing here? You go play soccer. Throw them out of the damn, throw them out of the damn way like they weren't even weren't even there. Obviously, that doesn't happen in the National Football League. Hey, I want to wrap it up, and and no, I didn't wear this hat in honor of Bruce Arians. But how about Bruce Arians stepping down as the head coach? Hey, you know, I, I don't feel like coaching, so I'm just gonna go into the <laughs> the personnel, just you know, just uh, side of things, and and keep my career going. Good for him. What a great career. And I tell you what, nothing against Byron Leftwich, but I think it's very telling that they went right to Todd Bowles and gave him a four-year deal to be the new head coach of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I think that's pretty telling. Maybe they weren't as high on uh, uh, Byron as a head coach. Love him as a coordinator, maybe not as a head coach, but good luck uh, to Todd, Todd Bowles, who was in the running for the head coaching spot here. And uh, we're glad we've got... Um, you know, the, the uh, defense coordinator now, Caldwell, Mike Caldwell, from Tampa. So, but Bruce Arians stepping in. You know, Brant Boer, my good friend who played here and has been coaching forever, he coached under uh, uh, or with Arians and Indy. And I remember him talking about him in Indy, like, this guy's the best. He's, what a great guy, cool dude, knows the game, loves the game, passionate about the game. Great game planner, great in everything, but a cool. I just always remember him saying that. So I've always been a fan of uh, of Bruce Arians just for that reason. Because, you know, if one of my buddies says he's good people and I believe in my buddy, then I believe that he's good people. His his former players pretty much all share that sentiment. They love him, dude. I think he's just fair and honest, but he can be cool. You know, when, uh, he's not so stringent. Yeah. You got you to gotta have a little... Flexibility, man. You got to be like a little bit without that core of principle ever being, you know, compromised. You got to still have that accountability, but your delivery 
has got to be a little bit different. When uh, this was probably six months ago, maybe something like that. Lashawn McCoy went on uh, the I Am Athlete podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. With uh, with like Brandon Marshall and Chad yeah. Johnson on them. Yep. And Freddie T's on that, isn't he? Or was he was? Oh, they yeah, yeah. I and saw then that. Yeah, Fred yeah, Taylor. Great. I know, me too. Fred and Channing left to start their own called The Pivot. With and that's Ryan Clark, right? With Ryan yeah, Clark, and that's that. what Jalen Ramsey was on. Okay. Well, he was with them. Okay. Um, but bef- uh, the, they, uh, the other guys are still doing I Am Athlete. Okay. And they had LaShawn McCoy on. Yep. And that's where that clip came of, of him talking about Byron oh, and the like the incentives and, and stuff. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And he also said in that same interview, I- I'm paraphrasing, I don't remember exactly what he said, but basically he was basically like, I've never been in an environment where the players were set up to succeed, yeah, like the environment Bruce Arians yeah. made, yeah, yeah, well, and they have, and they have, and you know, look, I, th- I don't know, I think you can lead a lot of people by just being genuine and 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 care about them and and want nothing. You got to serve them. I mean, you're, you're the coach. You're not serving yourself. You're serving. Don't you interrupt my program. You're serving your players. I mean that's your that's your job. You're making them great, which in turn will make you look as great. Make sense? And it's like a brokerage house. You know the two main brokers can't hoard all the deals. You you got to get your salespeople involved and serve them, like give them a taste, so they want to go out. You know what I mean? You can't be competing with them. You've got to serve them and give them the path to success. That's what coaches do, right? You 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 got your players. I'm here to make sure I get everything out of you, not for me, for you. Because when you win, it's an incredible thing. Well, it makes Period. you. Period. I think it makes you think like, you know, we we've been saying for years now that like the Jaguars simply don't have enough talent, and that's true for a variety of reasons. They've let guys walk out the door. They haven't drafted well. Yep. Um, the bad free agent deals. Blah blah blah. They've done. There's a lot. There's a million reasons why. But then you look at like a team like the Bucks. And they're just loaded with talent all over the place, yep. right? Everybody's good. Yep. And some of that is free agency. Some of that is, you know, Tom freaking Brady coming. Yep. That's obviously a big part of it. Yep. But Leonard Fournette yep. was, you know, outcast here, basically tossed to the wolves. Yep. He's phenomenal down there. Yep. You well, think and he came like, off a great year. Yeah, he did. He did. Like he, he that's true. Bad year. That's true. Yep. Um. But it just makes you think, like. But if J. Rob don't get her, we're we're happy with. Of course, no, of course, of course, J. Rob, right, right, right. He's great. Of course, it just makes you think, like, their entire team has so much talent everywhere. Yeah, and a lot of that is just because they've picked up good players, they've drafted well. That's obviously part of it. But a lot of it too is how much of that is the fact that their head coach, because of that leadership you're talking about, yeah. Has set them up to succeed. Oh, totally. And I think Doug Peterson's a lot like that. Agree. And I think players want to play with a guy or play for a guy like that. And on the flip side, look at last year. No, right. Here. Yeah. No. You know? Well, that's part of it. You know? And look, even with Coffin, who I loved, there were guys, I'm not going there. I can't, I don't like being coached like that. Okay. It's all good. You know what I mean? Um, but I think players on the other side, yeah, I want to go play. Like Gruden at one time, everyone wanted to play for Gruden. Chucky, maniac, love him, high fire, you know, you know, loves football, wins, wants to win. You know what I'm saying? Like, you want to go play for those uh, those types of guys, and I think Doug Peterson has some of that in him. I think I think that I think he's going to have a nice mix of veterans and rookies, and we're all going to 
all coexist for one goal in mind, to win championships. May not happen in the first year, but I think we'll hopefully get there. All right? Think we'll hopefully get That's terrible. What is that? Like, that's like, what do they call it? Passive aggressive? It's not passive aggressive, but that just sounded terrible. I think we'll hopefully get there. <laughs> How is that? It's Friday. All right. Have a great weekend, everybody. Hope you enjoyed the show. Hey, if you get a chance, check out The Horse's Mouth. Um, let's see. We're airing on Sundays at, no, Saturday mornings on CW17. Catch us online as well. Uh, don't forget, check out Goodfellas Cigar Lounge. They bring you today's show. They're my new, uh, they're my friends too. So it's it's always fun being able to promote your friend's business. They do it right. First class run operation. Open till 2 a.m. on Friday and Saturday. It says cigar lounge. It's just a lounge with cigar smoke in it. That's the way it is. I mean, they got live music. I'm telling you, it reminds me of Chicago. Reminds me of Old Town Chicago, you know, with the blues and the jazz. Love that stuff, and you're going to love it, too. Just right there on St. John's Bluff Road, just south of Beach and on the east side of uh, of St. John's Bluff. So I hope you check it out. You've been listening to Catching Up with Tommy Mack podcast right here on 1010XL's podcast platform at 1010XL.com. Check out all the great ta- uh, content there and including all the on-demand talent and, con- and content. Of course, on the Facebook Live, Facebook Live with uh, 1010XL and streaming on the relevant app, the uh, group messaging chat app, real live conversations through our interactive chat. And our uh, our podcast and platform, One Touch Technology. It's quite incredible. Right from your phone. I'm videoing this one. We'll post it. We'll post it on YouTube, of course, when Graham sends it to me. But until next time, stay safe and be cool. Have a great weekend. We'll see you right here on Catching Up with Tommy Mack. Peace. I never knew that a kid like me could take his mic around the world and flash the big ass dick.